You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Friday show. I've got some good news for you. For all of those who have asked about transcripts for the podcast, stay tuned for that. A former Bachelor contestant and Bachelor in Paradise Canada contestant has a story that ends up going viral covered by USA Today. We're going to talk about the Traders episode five last night. I think I'm a little confused. Someone might need to explain to me what Pilot Pete did. We are going, you, the listeners, are going to get one of my best impressions since we had on uh, Kelly Johns yesterday. You're going to get a return of one of my best impressions that I do (laughs) because he's in the news. And I, I do want to talk about one thing regarding yesterday's interview with Kelly Johns. Uh, the Bachelor Impressionist, and we're going to go over that and a lot more momentarily. Okay, let's start with this. Um, Merchandise update. Yesterday I said the V-neck t-shirts were showing to be out of stock, but then when I went in my dashboard, it said they were all in stock. There was something glitching yesterday, and I don't know what it was because I was literally on my phone on the mobile version of my merch store and I'd click on any of the V-neck tees, and they were all showing up as I could throw one in my cart. And then I would literally go right to my desktop and go on my merch store on desktop, and I click on the V-neck tees, and it's showing every size was sold out. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So if you're, it seems to be the only product that's having some sort of issues right now. So if you're having any sort of issues in regards to the V-neck tees, just I would try it on mobile. I would try it on both Firefox and Chrome. I would also try it on desktop. One of those three is going to show that they're available because they're definitely not out of stock. So if you're having issues, let me know, and I'll see if I can walk you through it or help out in any way I can. Speaking of helping out in any way I can, I got an email yesterday from Apple Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts has now decided that Listeners are going to be able to read along with my podcast while it's playing or access a transcript from my episode page. So, yes, transcripts are coming to Apple Podcasts. However, it says in the spring. So I don't know. It doesn't give a date on this. It says, hello, to make podcasts accessible to more users, we're adding transcripts to Apple Podcasts. Listeners will be able to read along with your podcast plays or access a transcript from your episode page. Apple Podcasts will start to automatically create and display transcripts for your shows, or you can provide your own. As part of this enhancement, we've updated our terms and conditions. Blah, 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 blah. And it brought you to it brought me to a page where it said it was going to happen this spring. So when I get a date on that, I know a lot of you say you just don't have time to listen to a podcast and could I, could you get a transcript of it? Well, it looks like it's going to appear just like it does for Apple music. You know, if you're listening to a song on Apple music and you hit the lyrics button, you see the lyrics just scrolling down the page as the song is playing. My guess is that's exactly how it's going to work for podcasts now. So that helps. Sometimes I talk too fast Maybe it won't be able to register my voice really quickly or have some misspelled or words that I didn't say. That's going to be maybe an issue. 
we'll have to see how this all plays out. But that email came yesterday, and all it said was it was starting in the spring. So I will let you know when that all begins. So good news, though, for sure. Did you see this story that kind of went viral um, yesterday? USA Today covered it. And it was a really interesting story because it really grabs you with the headline. And the headline from the USA Today story says, A bride was told her dress would cost more because she's black. Her fiancé won't stand for it. So you're like, oh, interesting. What the hell is this all about? Well, you click on the story and you realize that the story is about Tessa Tukes. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce her name. She was on Clayton season. I don't think she lasted more than one or two rose ceremonies. But she also went down to, or went up to, (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise Canada for season two. And there she met her now fiancé. And his name is Joey Kirchner. Well, Joey took to Instagram a couple days ago and had this story to share. And I'll just play it for you, and then we'll go into the story. Wedding dress designers of TikTok, we've got a problem. I need to address something with you here. My beautiful, gorgeous, strong, confident future bride, Desa, went to buy a wedding gown, dress, whatever you want to call it. Here's a problem, okay? She went to the store, which is supposed to be one of the most magical days of her life, next to getting married to me, of course, and she went to purchase this beautiful wedding dress. The lady says to her, she says, glad you found your dress. The undergarment choices come in two options. The standardized choice is nude, which is free. But if you would like the undergarment to match your skin tone, there's an upcharge. Excuse my French, but are you fist fucking me? So you're telling me that it's free to be white, but if my bride has a different skin tone than white, she has to pay extra money to get the undergarment to match her skin tone? First of all, why is the standard white? How fucked is that that in 2024, the standard, which is free, is a nude skin tone? Nude could be a lot of different colors, but they decided to make white nude the standard? This is absolutely fucking ridiculous. So now she's standing there awkward with the people who are selling her the dress. They're not the designers, but they're like, yeah, there's an upcharge if you want the undergarment to match your skin tone. What? So now she gets to awkwardly beat around the bush and be like, well, I want the other one, but she's not paying for it. So now she's ordering this wedding dress. She's going to dye the undergarment herself to match. So I'm assuming there was more that went on, but it wasn't on his TikTok. So I don't know. Maybe it was on Tessa's TikTok. I'm not sure, but a horrible story. And then USA Today, obviously this got passed around. USA Today got a hold of them. And they interviewed Tessa for this article, and she basically said, it was my yes, say yes to the dress moment, but then the conversation took a turn uh, when the employees grabbed two brown-colored breast cups. The cups already built into the dress were beige or nude and free, but if she wanted the undergarments of the dress to match her skin color, she'd have to pay an extra $200. Holy crap. So... She said, I just received the information in silence and defaulted to being uncomfortable. I was not acutely aware of my blackness until that moment. It was incredibly isolating, and I felt othered. So um, they had some interviews with some psychologists and stuff like that. Videos of 
that a video of uh, Took's fiance, fiance, fiance describing the incident has garnered more than 3 million views and over 709,000 comments, some of which came from black wedding dress designers offering to professionally dye the cups for free or custom make her dress altogether. So what he says, and I guess it wasn't part of that video, and I don't know where the longer version of this video was. Maybe it was on Instagram story, but he says... You should be called out, pointing at the camera and saying, figure it out. And I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with the message. That's all you got to do. Figure it out. I, I cannot believe somebody working in a store told a woman of color that when she's buying her wedding dress. Yeah, you're going to have to pay an extra $200 to make it match your skin tone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> kind of like, I mean, the, the humorous thing in his Instagram post was that sounded like one of my rants. I was, I was, I was like, am I listening to myself here? But yeah. So it looks like, I mean, clearly she's not going to take that dress because this story has now gone viral. She's got so many uh, black wedding dress designers reaching out to her and basically like, hey, I'll take care of you. You're not paying. First off, I'll, I'll. It looks like she's going to get hooked up with a wedding dress now, which, I mean, honestly, she should. I, I can't imagine. I can't even. I obviously who I am in this world, I can't put myself in her shoes to know how awful that must have felt for her standing in that store and be told that. My gosh. That was embarrassing. The crazy thing is, maybe he mentioned the store on his story later on. And I don't know where, I don't know where the full version of the story is. I looked, but I couldn't find it. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. But I, I don't know if this store ever got outed, but maybe they should. They should at least be reported to the Better Business Bureau. I say that. So an awful, ugly story looks like it's going to get a happy ending to it, which is good to hear because, man, I felt so bad for her listening to her boyfriend go on his rant about it and then see USA Today cover the story and interview Tessa for it. That's... That's about as low as you can get, and somebody at that store needs to be fired if they haven't been already. This podcast is brought to you by Way. Check out the new hair gloss from Way. It's awesome. It helps me because my hair is thinning. My hair, I don't want to say gets a little coarse, but doesn't have much of a shine to it, the little hair that I have. But with this new Way hair gloss, just five minutes. It's all you need. Not only does hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhances color vibrancy to get your hair looking and feeling healthier than ever. For me, it's been a game changer because I use generic shampoo for literally the last 15, 20 years. And now I don't. And I love it. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to theway.com. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. And use promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. That's theway.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off any product. So let's talk about episode five last night of The Traders. We know they're dropping one episode a week every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Peacock. And 
there have been, I think including last night, now eight people that were eliminated from this show. Started with 21, and not one of them has caught on to who any of the traders are, which are right now Dan, Parvati, and Phaedra. Last night, they added Kate from Below Deck. She's back from season one, so she's competing as a faithful. They threw her in there at the boardroom. Not the boardroom, the round table. And she ended up getting a vote. She literally entered the game, has no idea what's going on, and for some reason she got a vote. Um, anyway, uh, at the round table, they ended up voting. Oh, by the way, at the beginning of the episode, we found out that um, Tamra Judge was eliminated by the traitors. That was Phaedra's call. So at the round table, they ended up voting Janelle out from Big Brother. She had like nine votes and Dan had six. So there are people who suspect Dan. And Peter Weber, Pilot Pete, our very own bachelor, was the one spearheading this. I think it's Dan and here's why. There's only five men left. He goes, I know one of the traitors has to be a guy, and it's not me. It's not the guy from the House of Commons. He doesn't think it's Bergie, and he doesn't think it's whoever the other guy left is that I'm blanking on. Oh, CT. So I think Dan's the fifth guy. There's the only five guys left. And he... <laughs> maybe I need to rewatch it or just think about it more or maybe read a recap of it. But basically... They had their little thing. They had their little um, challenge, whatever you want to call it, daily competition, where you can add more money to the pot. And they ended up adding ten thousand on one of the stupider challenges. Like these challenges are kind of dumb, but the show isn't about challenges. It's more about the lying and the deceiving and the and the manipulation. But oh, the shield. Sorry, not immunity. The the shield. And the shield ended up going to Bergie and Trishel. They found the shield. But Peter Weber went to three people, Dan, Parvati, and somebody else, and told them he and Janelle got the shield in hopes that whoever the traitors were, that he'd be able to flush them out by seeing what their votes were at the round table. I guess I just need to think this through of, wait a second, they ended up voting Janelle out, but in Dan's mind and Parvati's mind, Janelle had the shield. So do they just, are they one step ahead of Peter? And they said, well, we don't believe him. Why would he tell us? You know, he maybe I think even Parvati said when the traders met at the end of the episode, he's telling us, which means I think he's trying to flush it out or he's trying to he's trying to basically plant the seed to see if we'd fall for it. So it looks like Peter's about to get played. But if that were the case, why wouldn't Dan be targeting Peter since Peter is on a crusade and Peter is thinking Dan is a traitor, which he obviously is. Dan knows that Peter voted for him. So why wouldn't Dan just go after Peter? Or would that be too obvious? Because if he goes after Peter, then everybody left is like, oh, wow. Dan is the, you know, Peter's the one guy that Dan went after. So we can't go after him because now they're going to know. I'm even confusing myself talking about this. So why don't we just move on to the next topic and just wait for the next episode 
to play out because I'm trying to figure out who has the upper hand right now. Is it Dan or is it Peter? I don't know, and I just watched the episode literally 30 minutes ago. I thought I knew when I left the episode who had the upper hand, and now that I talked it out, I've confused myself. So if anybody that did watch it understood what happened, let me know. We have an update on one of our favorites. Some guy I talked about a lot during this summer because I was enthralled by the fact that he got so into character playing Elvis that Austin Butler couldn't stop talking about him. Uh, couldn't stop talking like him years later. Like, whenever he filmed the Elvis movie, that was up for Best Picture, and he was up for Best Actor, and might have won a Globe, a Golden Globe or an Oscar. I can't remember which one. I know he won something. And his depiction was really good because he said he spent three years literally recording every word that he ever heard Elvis say. So he said. I recorded every word he said for three years. And I would just run it back in my head and repeat it over and over and over so I could get, you know, the cadence down and whatnot. Well, he was on The Late Show, and he basically was saying he's got a new movie out called Masters of the Air, which is a World War II miniseries. And he said it took him a lot to unremember how to talk like Elvis because that's all he cared about for three years. And then... You'd see him on hosting Saturday Night Live. You'd see him in interviews. And Austin Butler was just always giving this, I'm Austin Butler. And it was almost like a, he wasn't even talking like Elvis, but he had completely changed his voice because people were running interviews of him before he ever took the Elvis gig. And it was, it didn't, he didn't sound anything like that. But then he like, it was just the whole, the whole thing was bizarre, and I kept bringing it up this summer because I'm like, why is this guy still talking like this? There's no way he talks like this in real life. He's a Austin Butler, and it was just creepy. Well, apparently he's unlearned it, and he doesn't talk like that anymore. So now I need to go watch an interview of him and listen to him talk about this. But, yeah, he said he built a sound catalog. Every word that Elvis said he recorded and made sure that he was nailing the pronunciations. But I guess he doesn't talk like that in Masters of the Air, which probably wouldn't make a lot of sense uh, that he'd be talking like Elvis in a World War II miniseries. But hey, what do I know? There's one final thing I want to talk about, and this is in regards to podcast number 375 yesterday with Kelly Johns. I hope you all listened to it. It was really good, really Neat to get to know Kelly's backstory and, you know, her opening up about her fertility struggle and the fact that she is looking to adopt, her and her husband, looking to adopt because she does suffer from endometriosis and it's just been a whirlwind for her. And, you know, we talked about it. If you listened to it, that was great. But the one thing was what she said about Gabby, not necessarily what she said, but the impression about uh, of Gabby that she does, that is probably her best one. I think it is. Most people think it is. But it's the thing that Gabby does. I kind of mentioned it in the podcast yesterday. And look, it isn't, and this is just a personal thing for me. Maybe it is for some of you out there as well. Maybe it isn't. Maybe if you ever dealt with a person like this, it just goes in one ear and out the other and it doesn't bother you. I just know that the Gabby that we got on TV and we saw her have numerous, obviously, being the bachelorette, she's going to have numerous one-on-one conversations with men. 
And that was like her verbal tick was just when someone is talking to her, it's her constantly nodding her head up and down and saying, mm, yeah, I don't know. How to, I, I'm not good at impressions, but you know what I'm talking about. That's exactly how Kelly nailed the Gabby impression, because that's what Gabby does. And I think when you're talking to somebody over a phone and you're not visually seeing them, I think it's okay every once in a while if a person is talking to chime in with a, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, hear you, or totally, you know, just just to make them know that you're there still. Because sometimes on the phone, you talk for a while, you don't even know if the other person's listening or caring what you're saying. But, and I'm and look, I'm sure Gabby is a wonderful person. I have nothing against Gabby. But I have people or have had people in my life who when you're having a conversation with them and I'm the one doing the talking and they're constantly nodding and they're saying, not necessarily how Gabby says it, mm, yeah, and you know, just saying yeah every five to ten seconds, which is kind of what Gabby does. I'm telling you how I've reacted in the past is I just start speeding up my story and I cut my story short because I immediately think you don't give a shit at what I'm saying. If, if I'm just telling you a story and it doesn't have to be like some long tale. If I'm just talking to you and you're saying, yeah, every five seconds, I think in my mind, you want me to hurry up and finish the story. Cause you don't care. Cause I, cause I'm right there with you. I'm you're looking at me. You don't need to constantly say, yeah, when I'm talking and I've had people do this. It's driven me nuts. And I have never said anything to them to their face. I have just basically bitten my lip and start cutting my story short and just there you go. I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to deal with this. It's just, it's incredibly annoying. Am I the only person in the world that feels this way? If I am, please let me know. But I'm just telling you. If I were in a face-to-face conversation with Gabby, that would drive me absolutely bonkers. Now, if it's on the phone, totally understand. If you can't visually see the person, I get it. Because you want them to know that you're still there. But face-to-face, I've been in conversation with people that do that. And it is, I almost find it rude. And it's not because they're trying to be rude. I understand. I guess that's just their thing. Some people do it. I'm just telling you, if you do it, I would look into it. And maybe you notice that you do it. And maybe you cut back a little bit. Because I'm guessing there are a lot of people out there. I don't know. Like I say, I'm guessing. I can't believe I'd be the only one that thinks that. uh, And finds it really weird that someone is basically saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, you know, every five seconds you're telling a story. Because it almost sounds like they're not even paying attention. Because you can't be saying yeah and be hearing and comprehending every word out of my mouth. So um, I just wanted to hit on that and let people know if you do it, just know there's people on the other end that probably think you're not paying attention or you don't care. And if you can possibly notice it in yourself, cut back on it. Maybe only do it every 20 seconds if you're in their face and you're, you know, you're in your face to face with somebody. But yeah, it's just. I noticed Gabby doing that on Bachelor season and when she was Bachelorette. And I'm like, man, it, it just doesn't seem genuine. It doesn't seem like she's listening or cares. And maybe she is. And maybe people that other people that do it are. 
and they are comprehending, but to the person who's speaking, it doesn't just know it doesn't sound like you are. So that's my PSA for the day. Um, I'm not mad at you if you do it. It might just be a, a thing that you do. But if you can control it, I would I would do your best to control it because I know people on the other end like myself are looking at it like, man, I just I just want to get over with this story because it doesn't sound like they care or they're listening. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review the Sports Daily coming up uh, in an hour from now. Check that out. And we're back on Monday, obviously, with another daily roundup. So I appreciate you all listening. Again, thanks for tuning in. Go buy from the merch store. It'd be great. Nice little gift for anybody, birthday coming up or whatever. Uh, Check that out. So, again, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. And I'll talk to you on Monday. See you.